you're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. All right, on the world stage as the Olympics uh, go on, uh, some are meeting together there, some are not, and uh, some interesting uh, meetings going on in regard to the tensions uh, in, U- in Ukraine along the Russian border. French President Macron has met with the Russian uh, Russian President Putin. And earlier on today, U.S. President Biden and the new German Chancellor spoke. Uh, what is going on? Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, with us now. Elliot, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Oh, thanks. Same to you, Scott. So what do you think the conversation between Biden and the German Chancellor was all about? Obviously, we know that Germany gets uh, its natural gas from Russia and has been reluctant to speak out uh, in favor of Ukraine. What, what do you think this discussion was about today? It's primarily to demonstrate to the world that the NATO alliance is alive and well and strong and is going to be a player. It was meant to demonstrate that, remember, Germany being the biggest economy and uh, perhaps the leader of the EU, uh, is is in lockstep with, uh, as they put it, there's no diff, no distance between the U.S. and Germany on this. The new chancellor, of course, is uh, in a sense this is a coming out party for him. Uh, he's having his moment with the U.S. president and lots of press. So it was a, an effort to show that there is unity, and if Russia makes the mistake of moving troops across the border that Germany and uh, the United States and therefore all the rest of NATO are in lockstep on that. There will be a severe cost. How does that affect uh, Germany's relationship with Russia, considering they need so much energy from Russia? Yes, this was raised over and over again because Nord Stream 2, that pipeline that has been built but not not yet become operational, which is a pipeline that skips the overland route through Ukraine and Poland in order to get to Germany, and they've, those two states collect transit fees, a billion a year, apparently. Uh, this is a way to bypass that. Uh, and Germany uh, has been a little coy on what would, what would happen. Would they really jeopardize that in order to maintain NATO unity? And the, um, the answer came loud and clear. Actually, it was nuanced. Uh, uh, Joe Biden interrupted, uh, interceded and said, if there's any movement of troops or uh, military of any type across the border into Ukraine, Nord Stream 2 is dead. It will not happen. He was most emphatic about that. Later, how can uh, he make that? How can he say that? He, he was asked precisely that, Scott, but you're a good journalist. He said, we can do it. And he, he, seemed, he did not give details, but he's quite confident that, I mm. think essentially that uh, you can cut off the access to the global finance markets, which are essential to keep that going. But I watched later an interview with uh, Olaf Scholz, with uh, the new chancellor on, on CNN, and he said, well, there's something you don't understand, that we are very committed to getting off oil and gas anyway in a very near future. We're not as dependent as you think we are on Russia now, and uh, we're going over to high, I think by 2035, we, we plan to be off, off uh, oil and gas altogether as part of our commitments on, you know, to, uh, on climate change. So stop worrying about it, essentially, is the message out of Germany. Hmm. French President Macron meets with uh, Putin. What's that about? Is that energy related as well? Well, that's his energy. <laughs> hmm. uh, he is uh, basically positioning himself to be the, the leader of the EU, and that he's going to be, um, particularly after Angela Merkel has departed from the scene politically, 
uh, he's got a special relationship of sorts he feels with uh, with Russia. In any event, they've dealt to, dealt to, with each other over other issues in the past. Uh, there, there's something called the Normandy <laughs> Contact Group or the Normandy uh, uh, format, which uh, France and Germany and Ukraine and the U.S. are part of. And that was mentioned, by the way, by Joe Biden, I think, twice. And that may be some messaging, basically saying, we have a role to play here. We are part of the diplomatic off-ramp. We are offering to mediate uh, between the parties on this issue. So Macron is trying to position himself, as is Turkey, by the way, Erdogan, as the mediator in the way out of this conflict, the potential it seems conflict. to be There seems to be more cooks in the kitchen now. Yes, Uh but all that means there's a flurry of diplomatic activity at a time when they're trying to avert war. And I think that's a, a normal procedure. I think we should keep in mind that uh, Russia has really gained already a lot of what it wants out of this, that they've gained Russia being back at the center of things, meaning Putin is back at the center of world affairs. Uh, the EU uh, has, has um, been uh, confronted, in a sense, the the how can we put this consolidation of democracy within ukraine has been impeded by all of this and that's a big, a big success one thing that we know for sure is that putin wants to have a an autocratic wall <laughs> between him between russia and the rest of the world we talked about this in regard to what's going on with him and china but also the west now seems to be agreeing to change its security architecture and response as a way off. So he's had a lot of success already, but he's also failed because the NATO alliance is probably stronger than ever. Uh, in recent times, it's really come back that uh, he's uh, uh, this buffer zone that he wants with uh, uh, with China and all around his perimeter. China is offering a way out at a, at a cost of any potential sanctions over over oil and gas and uh, mm. saying, you know, you're not trapped. We're, we're here to help. But I'm not sure how close Russia wants to be as a dependency of China as well. Elliot Tepper, political science, Carleton University. This is getting more fascinating by the uh, day. Elliot, as always, thanks for the time. Be well. Oh, you're very welcome. And let's keep chatting about this. Yes, it's fascinating to watch. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.